Hello, welcome to Agents of Sigmar. Just two dads trying to rekindle our childhoods in gaming in the best way we know how, with bad jokes and fun games. Join us in our journey as we talk about tabletop games, board games and card games, all through the eyes of a casual and time-starved parent player. If you enjoy this podcast, please do check us out on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And if you really appreciate our work, do visit Patreon to support us further. You'll find links to all these in the show notes. Wherever you find our content, please do like, subscribe, retweet, ring those bells and leave us those five-star reviews. We do so crave your approval. With all that begging out of the way, let's crash on. Hello, everyone. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Did I wait long enough this time? Hope. I don't know. It's hard to tell. How. <laughs> um. How are you, Mr. Robiny, sir? Ah, well, I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad. I do, I am currently positive for the COVID. Um, well, at least it's it's good to, you know, take a positive attitude on life. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm not too bad. Uh, we, uh, I've been on holidays. We haven't, we haven't, I haven't done any gaming for a couple of weeks. Well, or not, not war gaming. Um, and um, we all got COVID on holiday. But one of us, one of us, Ooh. one of us survived. Which is interesting for those of you scientific mind. He was the one who most recently had his vaccine, and he he didn't get it. Um, so the rest of us are all in various stages of COVIDity. Um, I actually got it first, uh, but didn't realise. So really contaminating the portion of Germany we were in, um, and it was only really when we got home. My wife had a really bad sore throat, so I better do a test. And uh, no, no, it's positive. Well, we're about to test everybody else. And no, everybody else is positive. So, so uh, yeah, so it's been a bit of a damp um, homecoming, if you like. Um, yeah. Uh, but uh, Along with the weather. Yeah, well, yeah, it's been, well, I can't complain too much about that because uh, it was horrible when I left. And then Germany was, um, well, it was hot and then it was a good bit cooler and wetter. Um, so that was quite nice. But, yeah, so that's, so I have been... Ill, which I might talk about a little bit later about, about my current hobby mood. Uh, but how are you anyway? How are you? Uh, I think I'm better than you at the minute. Although I have found also Damn that right. my hobbying mood is generally very <laughs> at the moment. So I think I still have many things on my shelf looking at me that I need to paint and that I've not touched for weeks. Yeah, I think it's a, that's a little bit the summer. Yeah, it could I think, be. I think because everybody. I mean, even Gay's Workshop, we, obviously we do the news and everything, and we're looking through this, and there's not much. <laughs> there's not much. Not masses. Not, not much. I just feel like everybody's kind of like in their summer holiday mode, and you know, not everybody's around, and um, and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, I feel a bit, it's a bit flat. Um, a bit flat at the moment, but hopefully it will perk up as we go into the autumn. I've, I had hoped while I was on holiday, because I've been feeling a bit flat, I think because it had been so hot in the build-up, to it. I hadn't any painting and just felt really I haven't got anything done that I wanted to get done because it was literally too hot to do anything um, and I had thought on holiday I would take stock and decide what, what games I wanted to play and what miniatures I was going to paint and kind of how I was going to plan I almost, I almost treat them about you you probably don't because you're not a stay at home parent but I almost treat the return to school in September almost like a new year and have like new resolutions and, and like how I'm going to what yep. I'm going to do for the autumn kind of thing, and I thought I'd plan all that, and I'd be really positive when I when I came back. Um, but I didn't do any of that. 
because it just felt too crap most of the time. Um, and so yeah, I, and which I does suck. Yeah, so I didn't do any hobby stuff at all or any hobby planning. So I feel a bit of sixes and sevens and come come back here now. And it's obviously everybody's ill. Uh, but um, yeah, I've, I still haven't got that mojo back yet. It's 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 very hard as well to sort of try and take stock of what games you want to play, or at least I'm finding it, because we are. I mean, we've called this the shiny games roundup for a reason, because you know various people do suddenly release stuff, and we're just immediately like, oh, well, screw everything else I've been playing that we've been talking about playing for ages. I'm just going to pick up that new thing now and play that instead because it's shiny. Yeah, and you know we we. We tend to do that a lot, uh, like a lot of pe- a lot of our listeners and watchers out there, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. I, I less less so, but I, you know, was sort of oh, maybe we should have got the Horus Heresy Aeronautica book, and oh, maybe we should have got Warcry. Um, it's like that kind of constant oh, maybe I should have got that this that and the other. Oh, not just Gaze Workshop Waters. I've been reading the Lion Rampant rules. Uh, which are historical little historicals. They look great little rules. I'd love to get some miniatures for that, but I can't really see see that being a fruitful avenue of, of spending time and money. Uh, but but on the other hand, you know, it's it's, it's fun. So it, it, yeah, yeah, and and it's that thing of um, I think we we uh, we keep thinking about what can we put on the channel, but then we keep bouncing back and forth between we should do what we want and collect what we want and play what we want. And if people want to watch it, great. But that's not the end of the world if they don't. And then we keep going. Oh, but maybe we could do Warcry because everyone will want to watch Warcry. And then, yeah, just keep going through that back and forth of we should do this. No, we should do what we want to do. But we should do that. No, <laughs> let's just do what we want to do. No, but we should do this one. <laughs> yeah, we've talked about that a lot, haven't we? That, that's the kind of the, the, the sort of flip the problem of doing it on on YouTube, I suppose, is that you you don't want to just do not do something that for ten people when you could be possibly doing something for. 20 people um, you know it, 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 for, it's hard for to go, but we do, do, <laughs> we, yeah, we do just like you say we do flip from one thing to the other which I think is fine um, but it's very hard I, I wish I could find a game that I just really wanted to play and I kind of do wish that game was Underworld because we did really enjoy I love the Hexbane's Hunters or whatever they called it a, a really nice thematic warband but all of the all of the more recent warbands are really thematic and really nice I really enjoyed painting the Hexbane's um, and um, they're just sitting off camera here. Um, and um, I really liked playing Underworld, but I don't want to play it all the time, if that, if that makes sense. But I enjoyed our games, even though even though I don't think I won either of them. But I, I enjoyed the games. Um, and I like the Rivals format. Muley says that we should only play Masters of the Universe Battleground from now on. I mean, there was a little bit of me there when I saw that come out. I thought, oh, oh, maybe you know we could ride the uh, the wave of nostalgia. And I thought, no, no, no. Is that the don't one do that it again, shite? Pete. Or is, Sorry? is that the one that's shite? Because I believe there are two. I don't know which one. I, I haven't played. Oh any yeah. Of them. I think there one that's awful, um, and another one. I don't think this is the awful. I think this is a newer one this that came out afterwards. But I'm not 100 percent sure. Okay. Okay. I must confess. But it was just. I'm a little bit old for Masters of the Universe. It yeah, you probably are a little bit actually. To be honest, I don't remember watching too much of it. It has hexes. I had a friend who was really into it, um, but I, he was a little bit younger than me. Not much, but, but enough. And I just thought it was a bit of shit. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. As soon as you start to get a bit old for the cartoons, yeah. they're immediately all rubbish. Yeah. 
and they're all they're all they're all just not not like the cartoons I used to watch, yeah. and therefore they're all inferior. Another thing, this is which which is an interesting leading on to our subject later on about law and stuff. Mm. But yeah, we'll come back around to that one later on. Just giving away a bit of my class upbringing now, but uh, we were very much a BBC household, not an ITV household, and I believe please don't email me on ITV. So I didn't really get well, I didn't I, really get exposed to it. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember anything about the channels I watched when I was younger. I don't. I couldn't have told you any of them right. really. I knew the programs. Couldn't tell you what channels they were. Well, it was just if there were adverts in them. That's really the. <laughs> I can't even remember that now. But yeah. So I mean, I guess that kind of is a bit of a summary for all the stuff we've been up to because you've been on holiday and I've been on holiday and. Mm. We we haven't there hasn't been too much shiny stuff going on recently that's um, kind of been distracting us or catching our eye. There have been GW have been doing the usual stuff and spewing out tons and tons yeah. of things, and I found myself looking at most of them just sort of going, no, not really that <laughs> interested right now. I um, apart from Warcry, I, w- I would agree with that. I'm not interested in the dwarf space dwarf things. Um, and the new, I mean, they do a new Necromunda model fairly regularly, don't they? But the new, that new Goliath model is awful. <laughs> Not only is it awful. Say that again, sorry. The new Goliath model that they put on. Oh yeah. Is awful. And not only that, is it awful. That was really random. It's awful and in resin. <laughs> so, and so, it was a really random. Like, why have you done that? No one, no one needed that. No. Ever. Right. It's like somebody sort of just did it, and then they were like, "Can I release it?" And like, "Fine, but it's only going out in resin." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like the Glorfindel. It was um, the opposite of the Glorfindel model, which was an amazing model. It was like in resin. It was like, "Oh, maybe I might still get it." But the, um, that, you know, no, no, probably no, no, not. That <laughs> it's like I saw the uh, that some of the details are starting to make their way out for the the ultimate edition of Blood uh, Blitz Bowl. I'm like, I kind of, I don't really want to go for any faff of trying to get hold of that one because the last one was so much of a faff. But at some point, someone's going to scan the team cards and then that's pretty much all we'll need if we ever want to play any of those teams. Yeah, yeah, we should play some Blitzball again. Maybe we should do that this week. No, we're going to play Blade Ball, but maybe we should do... Well, we, yeah, I mean, depends on, hopefully you'll test negative for them. But yeah, if well, we were, I mean, yes, we could do yes, either, that, really. I'm, I'm hoping so. We yeah. could do either, yeah. really. Either, we could both, we could do, uh, both going on. Do that speed, speed blade ball. <laughs> and blitz ball. BB, really confused. The four Bs. <laughs> the four Bs of blitz ball. <laughs> blitz, blot, I don't know, I've got Blitz, blot, blitz, something, block, if you can. Blats, if you can blitz. <laughs> If you can, if you can dodge a battle axe, you can dodge a ball or something. Vigo said he's ordered. Have you had to order it from the US, Morph? Or did you order that? Um, can you, is it available in Australia? I'm a bit disappointed that we didn't get a copy. Um, but anyway, because I thought we kind of that that kind of small game is our niche. We did lots of lovely videos for the last time, but we obviously got yeah. we obviously got overlooked. Um, the fire team and um, yeah. blade born and stuff like that. It was a bit. I was. It's a bit like with Warcry when we thought we were going to get a copy of that and then we didn't. 
I was kind of like, oh, we didn't. Oh, that's a shit. Actually, actually, no, that's actually that's fine. I thought it would be interesting. And then, and the guy said he'd send me one. I think maybe we were just behind the curve. And I think basically the way GW works, pretty much, if you're behind the curve, that's it. You don't. There's no point. There's no catching up on the curve. So I think I think because they they've got better at sending stuff out. So I think by the time I'd asked, they'd already told who they were sending it to. Yeah, Um, could be. So I got. It's probably for the best to be honest. Or I should be sitting there with another copy of Warcry going. You were away and then sick. So actually, it would just be me surrounded by grey yeah. plastic. <laughs> uh, and to be honest, I wasn't that taken with any of the new models. And it sounds like one of the main things they've added in the new Warcry is these reaction things, which like, oh, good, more stuff to more try stuff. and remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I'm sort of interested if they've released. I haven't looked at them yet, but they, I, they may already have existed. I may have already seen them. But I've, a couple of times on my Facebook page, they've been pushing these new... I don't know they're new, but these new light rules for Kill Team. And I sort of would like to play that. It might just be the basic version that we played that game of, but I sort of would like to play that with, with a few different teams just to see if, if it can be a good, easy game without getting bogged down in all the modifiers and things. That's really what I'm looking for. I know we always end up, end up leaning back towards like romantic style games then, but I'm looking for just something I can play with six to ten models without too much you know without too much faff once you've once you played the thing that worries me about like the new version of Kill Team and whatever it's called I can't remember what it's called now Space Hulk Gallo Dark or whatever it is I'm worried because there's not going to be levels you've not got so much in the way of terrain stuff mm. there's still going to be covering there's still going to be line of sight which might be a bit of a faff but it's just going to be all of the extra rules again for everything. It's just, ah, uh, really. Yeah, well, it depends. I just know what GW are how, like. I'm hoping that'll be simpler, but I may be. Dis- I, I know that's. Well, well yeah, <laughs> we'll find out. But I'm hoping because like, it could, like you say, could be. It should be simpler because it should be narrow fire arcs, and you know, there might be you're like, surely this narrow. time it'll be simpler. Yeah. Smash. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Zach Matthews, where is a blade available to buy? basically nowhere mm. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think they've sold out because I think it was in through game in the UK because you're based in the UK aren't you um, and uh, but I think I don't think they've got any anymore so uh, which is, we, we, it, it, we've talked about that before it frustrates me that they don't they don't support that kind of small box game more in fact I think we might have been in a Marlow moment one week it's one of the things I would definitely change that they would actually continue to support these small box games and not just bring them out as one one hit that they would actually do. I know some of them have got subsequent editions, but they would actually keep keep them available in the shops to keep people playing them. Because I've I've realised over the years that I haven't got the time or the inclination to play the great big games, but I quite enjoy their small games. Yeah, things like Bladeborn and Fire Team. I mean, we haven't tried getting any other Fire Teams put together for that. Although we do have the models to be able to make some of them. They they were a lot more fun. I think a lot of the yeah. time than are four A's into forty K and, and AOS. But the problem which, is you know, I think we're always Yeah. Because they're not an entity in themselves that people play and there's no support, it seems pointless going to the effort of building a fire team to play it on the channel. I know I know some people watch it. Yeah. But it just it just feels pointless because it's kinda of like just literally a fire and forget from GW and what's the point in us in us you you could you could probably put the because you've got the um you've got those the Astra Militarum 
th those Kazakhin, like the the SAS trooper ones, haven't you? You've got them. Yeah. And they'd only be like five models, so something like that wouldn't be too bad to paint because it would just be no. a nice palette cleanser, as it were. But yeah, it, it's definitely yeah. well, my a shame that they don't. Um, and Bladeborn, I guess we were lucky with Bladeborn because it's like, oh, all the war bands you've got, we've already got them, they're already painted, so we haven't yes. got to do anything yeah, for so that. Yeah, so Bladeborn was nice and easy. Um, yeah, Mr. Morph says, great cut down version to Walker and Kill Team, in his opinion, better than the full games. I mean, I, I kind of, I, I definitely agree with Kill Team and versus Fire Team, um, although we did play that one game of kill team with the the basic marines and the basic necrons and some basic mission rules and we had a lot more fun in that yeah that was good and we were comparing that to but uh, yeah bladeborn bladeborn was a bit more tactical to me this is the this is the kind of and people will probably tell me i'm wrong but this is the thing i problem i have with gw games the bigger ones they don't feel very tactical to me they just feel like it's a case of if you don't bring the right army at the beginning of the game you've probably lost do you know what I mean? I don't feel like oh, yeah. I don't feel like the decisions that I make on the table, other than so I feel like the dice rolls affect it far more than my decisions. Whereas Underworlds, <laughs> obviously the dice roll do affect it, but I don't I feel like that you you have much more control over what's going on. You can't completely mitigate dice rolls. And it also felt like the same with um uh, a fire team. I remember it was really quite tactical which models you moved. And where you put them, because yeah. you could block access to the objective points and things in a way. Because, and that's what the hex system does for you, isn't it? Because in a in a game of in a freeform game, it's much easier to kind of run round people. I, mean, I know there's like rules about you can't approach within two inches and things like that, so you can do it. But I think it's just easier. Whereas in a hex game, you it's certainly easier to visualise on a hex game. But you, you, yeah, you it's, can't, yeah, you can't go through there's no gap there is no gap because they're all out of string across these and that's a blocked hex and you know, just you just can't get around there. there's no debate about it which I prefer yeah and I, I think with things like AOS and stuff you've it's okay as a really light game but the minute you want to start taking it remotely seriously it is all decided pretty much by the models you buy at the start it does and if you, like and I buy I mean, it definitely, it definitely is. If you want to be mildly competitive, at least right. anyway, there are certain units which you just like. You don't take those. You'll take these units, and you'll take these heroes, and you'll give them these things. It's a bit like when you go into championship in Underworlds. It's like there are cards that you will take, and there are cards you will never take if yeah. you want to be competitive. And some of the best, games, at least in Underworlds. Some of the best yeah. games are the best. Sorry, the best cards, the more interesting cards. Uh, but you just don't, you don't ever take them because they're not, they're not f uh, functional in the same way exactly and and to me that that that's a shame because it like i mean especially in like aos because you don't want to sit there and, and buy a bunch of models and spend ages painting them and then realize oh this this unit is dog shit, shit. i don't i, I, I never want to play like, with this i also don't like the fact that stuff gets nerfed um and i can see yeah. why they have to do it but at least in underworlds if they nerf a card they've just nerfed a card you know what I mean? I, mean, I, yeah. I know they have made certain warbands much harder to play than they were, but you've still got everything else to play it. But if they if they nerf your beloved unit of forty whatever, then I know there aren't many units of forty whatever's anymore. Or even your big centerpiece model that you spent ages painting and spent a lot of money on, if they nerf it and it's suddenly no good, 
that feels a bit rubbish. That said, that said, I've never really played it, so I can't really comment. And the few people play in our um, Discord, and we've got a little AOS channel in our Discord, and those games look fabulous. And the people who play it clearly love it and love the way it looks, and they love playing it. Uh, and, and so, uh, uh, you know, I, I'm, there's clearly something that doesn't appeal to me in it, but I can totally see that there are other people enjoying it. Um, and I wish that I could get some of that to rub off, so to speak. I know you always think that's a bit, a bit of a rude expression. There we go. Um, and um, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. Well, I was um, I was I've because my my Warhammer Plus subscription comes to an end soon. There's a little bit of me that's tempted to renew to get the models. So I'm I'm trying to watch some of the contents, try and convince myself that actually I it is worth me renewing because I do watch this stuff. Right. I've tried you to watch several of the battle reports. No. I just wasn't sure where you were going there. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been watching some of the games, some of the AOS games right. and the 40k games, and they look spectacular, but the minute they start talking, I'm like, I, I, just, I just don't care. I just <laughs> don't care. Whatever it is you're doing, that so-and-so is casting whatever spell to give them plus one and the... <laughs> Well, I, I'm sorry, I'm just, I can't bring myself, it looks fantastic, I can't bring myself to care about it, but something smaller on a hex board, that feels like it's much more involved to me, and much more influenced by your decision round on round. Yeah, this is why we need to get building our game of um, Battle Masters, yeah. oh we should play, what is it, Battle Law, somebody said it's been upgraded to, or yeah. upgraded version, we need, we need to get some more... We need to get some more of this stuff going so we can play some hex-based games. I, was, I still want to do a sign of kind of equivalent of um, Undaunted, but with fantasy armies or you know, based on battle law with a little bit of deck building in there, so you can build up the tactical choices of, of, of your units. I think that I think there's a potential there for some really great stuff. I won't have time to build it. This, but this was kind of thing. Going back to what we were saying right at the beginning, this was kind of thing that I thought oh, I might think about that while I'm on holiday because I'll have spare time, but. Pfft, I didn't. I didn't think about that at all. I mean, going on holiday when you've got kids, there is less spare time than when you're sitting at home in the summer holidays. Yeah, because yeah, you're, yeah, you're like, now right. we're going to go out and do I, things I, and. Yeah, I think because because we also we sometimes go to Malaga on holiday and we stay in a, an apartment and, my, and the kids kind of just amuse themselves and I haven't got as much chores to do. So I think there it's better. But this place we haven't been to for four years and it's a hotel and, it, and now we have got kind of separate rooms. But, it, but the boys are much bigger now, so they were around a lot more than I remember. Since it's four years since we've been. <laughs> I think I just hadn't I underestimated how how less how much less time I would have, and also because there's there's less places to break out in the morning. Um, and my my wife was asleep. I couldn't just turn the light on and start typing away on the computer. <laughs> I um. I did think again about the Battle Masters thing, and I did look up Battle Law, and I think it's only on eBay because it's it's not in production anymore. Right, okay. Uh, which is it means it's exactly the right time for us to get a copy. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's like, I, it's like you know, for for a copy of Battle Law, I'm not even sure if it's the right version. But they're like forty five quid for the second edition, right. but I'm not sure if that has like all the models and stuff, or whether that's just like a basic board game thing and stuff like that. I also couldn't find things that weren't like the Spanish version and stuff, so I was like, ugh, I can't find that's a just, copy of the game. That would own, it's easier. <laughs> so, yeah. 
So it, it was one of those ones that I really did like the look of because it was like Battle Masters. It was a bit more advanced, right. but it wasn't too advanced and it had full armies in it and it was hex based still. It, 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 it did actually look like it was like a decent middle ground between AOS and Underworlds because that's kind of what we yeah. want, isn't it? It's, it's like somewhere between AOS and Underworlds. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, yeah, definitely, definitely. Or, or, yes, or having now played Battlemasters, I want something that's a bit more tactically uh, interesting, but like Battlemasters. With, 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 all, all with uh, Valentin's brilliantly painted models. Um, yeah. So we should, probably should try to at least a little bit key to our agenda. Our agenda's a bit light this evening. But, um, so uh, we've, been, we've played some Underworlds. Enjoyed that. We enjoyed the Hexbane. Oh, I enjoyed the Hexbane. I think they're really nice. They're probably my favourite warband at the moment. Um, yep. There's a new warband coming. The, what are they called now? Grom's Gore Chosen or something like that? I've completely forgotten what they're called. Drom? Drom? I don't know. Um, and um, they're, 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 they look quite interesting. Um, we, I may actually have a copy of those already. Um, and they, 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 look, they look quite interesting. So, and, and then, yeah. Uh, we should be getting a new. Can't say too much. Should be getting a new rivals deck, maybe. I feel like that's on the schedule. Back in the day, I've seen the schedule. Yeah, I'm sure they mentioned that. I haven't seen one for a while, but that 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 might be interesting because we I enjoyed the rivals game we played. I'm not sure I chose the best deck for my for my warband, uh, which is a bit of a problem. You do need to kind of pilot them a few times before you find out whether they actually work. But but um, it's just there's just something very. Um, very nice about the rivals format in this game. It, you know, you can play it with all the bells and whistles and champions and think, you know, thinking about your deck, or you can just pick it up and play and enjoy it. And I think in this current financial world and just generally, I think it's just easier, better that they have this good quality, fast to pick up version of the game. Which I really yeah, like. I think I think for me, rivals works so well because you could play that rivals deck with one of your warbands mm. or with a warband and I can play just the, the warband deck with somebody else and then we could just as easily swap you could then yeah. go actually I'm going to play this warband again but I'm going to use their their yeah. deck and you can play with this the rivals deck with, with the warband you brought and just don't play with their cards yeah. and it's much easier to, to, to do all that kind of stuff yeah. and it does feel to me like the Underworld's rules have got to a point now where they are they're there now I don't think there's very much that I would change in the rules apart from maybe change crits to be exploding crits, right. I think I prefer that mechanic. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm, I but agree. I mean, that, they will keep tinkering with them, I'm sure. Um, I don't think there's, yeah. I don't think there's anything that I, I dislike at the moment. We probably haven't played enough though to, 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 to sort of. Um, Possibly not, but we haven't played. We haven't played uh, of all the games we've played. That's been in Rivals and been in Harrow Deep or Nether Maze. We've enjoyed them all. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't think Absolutely. I don't think we've had one yet where we've gone. Oh god, that was terrible! Yeah. And we've had plenty of games like that when we were playing in championships. Yeah, championship. Partly really. because you know. Yeah. And that's partly because you know we probably built terrible decks. Definitely. But that's half the problem is if you don't have the time to build the deck and constant iterations of playing with it to hone it. Yeah. But that's also, what's we, going to happen we if never you're did just. That, didn't we? we were always trying to build something new and interesting. Like, yeah. The same deck. This is what I played last yeah. week. Um, yeah, so uh, so anyway, I enjoyed the Hexbades, and I, we are going to play some more Underworlds in the coming weeks, so that's exciting. Well, I, I think otherwise, game-wise, I mean, 
been playing loads of board games with my kids, which has been really nice. Um, so, and you did too, because you borrowed some. So you played Cascadia, didn't you, with the, with the fam? Um, yeah. And uh, which we've got a video for. You can go and find on our channel. We played, uh, which is uh, one of the um, Spears de Yara, um, and was um, well, it's very good. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I've been playing lots of Seven Wonders with my children. My children, my my oldest and my youngest, are obsessed with Seven Wonders. Um, having played Seven Wonders Architecture, which I lent to you while I was away, um, we yep. then got that was a firm favourite. We kind of then got a bit not not fed up with it, but uh, my older one wanted a bit more tactical choice, and I found a cheap copy in game. Um, so I bought it, and we played to got on holiday, and the they love it. I played so many games of it. <laughs> uh, it's a really good game. If you haven't played Seven Wonders, definitely check it out. Uh, and then we That's the one that we played that time with our board gaming yes, group, wasn't yeah, it? Seven Wonders. Them, yeah. 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 And then we, I've been playing a couple of other games by the same guy who designed that. I've been playing Takenoko and Takedo, which are kind of Japanese themed games, um, which also very enjoyable. I was just going to mention as well, we're talking about the Underworld stuff that we streamed that game with Hexbane versus the Crimson Court. That's going to be coming out in a no-fuss, all-action format, which I've been working on, which is going to be a 20-minute video, non-stop action, all of the jab are taken out. Maybe people enjoy that, I don't know, but that'll be up in the next few days, so do keep your eyes out for that one if you're interested in a much shorter format version of the game. Yeah, though it's just Pete. I think it's his first move to try and get rid of me. Uh, obviously, <laughs> I was playing, but I didn't really talking. So no hilarious yes. puns and things. <laughs> yeah, none of that in there. I feel like you know, there's a certain group of people that aren't interested in our punnage and they just want the action uh, quick, okay. short. Not so. interested in our punnage. That just that's, that I don't understand what you're talking about. <laughs> that's what the live. That's what the live aspects for. So they can get it all in all its glory live, or they can watch the little summarized version afterwards if they want the diet version. <laughs> so diet in, agents. In future episodes. Uh, we, as we said, we've got some Underworlds coming. We've got some uh, Bladeborn uh, coming up. And uh, Into the Dark is coming out, so I don't know whether that counts as a what's coming up exactly, but the Kill Team one, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued to see how that's all going to fit mesh together with the with the boarding the Space Hulk type thing. That That is, for me, what I've always wanted from my 40k. Dark tunnels and and boarding ships. That's that's that's. No, I never really wanted the big. I, I never wanted um, Warhammer in, in, with guns, if you know what I mean, because that's effectively what World of yeah. came out was. But I never wanted that. But I, the Space Hulk aesthetic theme is much more exciting to me. So I am, in, in, despite myself, I am intrigued by that. Um, possibly more interesting for some people. Anyway, um, I've been talking to the guys at. Um, Ares Games, I think it is. I've terribly forgotten about, but they, the people who make the War of the Ring game, they've got a War of the Ring card game uh-huh. coming out, which they which they previewed at, I think they previewed it at the UKGE, and they certainly previewed it at Gen Con, neither of which I was at. But anyway, they're going to send us, Pete, they're going to send us a, uh, pr- uh, what do I call it, a prototype copy, a pre- pre-production Ooh. copy for us to play and make videos with. Like all scrawled on the back of... of uh cereal box packaging and stuff like that yeah absolutely absolutely. so I'm really looking forward to, to seeing that and hoping that's really good and hoping we can get behind that game and, and, and play it and, and whatever so fingers crossed really looking forward to that I know Jason plays that's the game that Jason plays the big version of every Boxing Day one of our patrons um, so I'm hoping I know obviously the card game is going to be much shorter than that because that can last hours 
uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. I've also been talking to Corvus Belli, um, who isn't a, a space marine commander. Um, he's a, um, <laughs> it's a, it's a the company that makes Infinity and other other and Aristeo. And I think they've stopped making that now. But they're bringing out Warcrow, their whole new Warcrow setting, which is going to be like a fantasy Infinity. But they're starting with Warcrow Adventures, mm-hmm. which is um, a fantasy dungeon crawler. And we we're on the list to do have a look, a look at that ahead of the Kickstarter, which is in October. Uh, so cool. we're going to have a little look at that. that none of those things have arrived yet, so I don't know when or when or where we'll be doing those. Certainly, that that won't be anything we do on Warcrow will be is embargoed to October. So we'll be in there, but we might be we might be doing that in secret, which is very exciting. Um, mm, that'd be cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. This kind of, you know, I mean, I know we keep talking about, um, uh, you know, having to all the new shiny stuff. That's the proper proper new shiny. I'm quite quite excited about that. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a level of new shiny problems that not a lot of people get. That's that's definitely a first world problem, new shiny oh, thing. Oh yeah, absolutely. Having companies come to us, but yeah, I'm absolutely. still I'm still yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's that's just it. trying to find that gamer. That, that that's that's what's coming up. Cool. Yeah. Uh, and uh, this week we're going to play Bladeborn on Thursday, yeah. and we've got some other stuff we need to record Ooh. after that behind the scenes to release yeah. in some weekend's time, yeah. and then. Next week we might be doing it on the Wednesday rather than the Thursday, depending. Oh yes, because you're go. yours. Yeah, I haven't checked, but I'm sure. I'm work. Sure. Are you working? I think you ought. You need to tell your work. You can't do things on the Thursday. It's bad enough when you're doing the Tuesday. Yeah. But on the Thursday. I know. I, outrageous. I, I, I told, I told the the managing director, and he sort of said, "Who are you again?" <laughs> so I, I left the room quickly. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Do you not say I've got six thousand views, six thousand subscribers? You know. It's quite funny because as people as people leave my company that I want to keep in touch with, I, I sort of just chat to them, and that's when I tell them that I have a YouTube channel. Nobody at the company I work at knows <laughs> I have a YouTube channel until they leave, and then I can tell them. So no, no I'm not telling people this before. <laughs> no. Mr. Wolf says that Blitz Bowl we could play if we wrap up Bladeborn with some spare time. I mean, you've seen what we're like when we play games, Morph. Yeah. It takes hours, so it's unlikely, but we will definitely put those back into the rotations games to play because we're, we're also hoping every other Tuesday we're going to meet up to play some games yes um, so simpler board gaming type successfully things successfully failed to do that due to successfully yeah. spectacularly failed to do that um, due to illness we do not to do it one of us is ill so maybe we should not do that yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's, let's, let's double bluff it we're not we're yeah. definitely not ever going to meet up again on Tuesday <laughs> and then um, and then quickly sprint around to the other person's house. Yeah, yeah. that's what we, me and my wife, are thinking of doing in New York. Every time we decide to go to New York, disaster strikes. So the first year we were, you know, she broke her arm. The second year we were, you know, COVID has struck. So we're like, we're not going to New York anymore. Universe, we don't, don't want to go. Don't do anything else. We don't want to go to New York. <laughs> New York sucks. <laughs> New York's rubbish. No one likes New York. You're going to New York. You'll get there, and then there'll actually be the bloody battle for New York will kick off. <laughs> we're sitting there. <laughs> he's sitting there looking at them and go I think I can see the Hulk <laughs> yes he's definitely smashing something uh, yeah a nice little American segue that you've done for me there Pete uh, because uh, the um, Nova event is next week isn't it that's GW's 
It's kind of like the only bit of news really on the GW front they're going to be releasing, uh, announcing some new stuff at Nova. So that, uh, I think yep. the, the Wyvern Underworld logo is on that piece of paper and it's a slightly new piece of paper. That dates me. Screen. Slight, <laughs> slightly different. Yeah, but they've, they've changed the logo a little bit. Um, so, I don't know what that means. But yeah, so there's various bits and pieces going to be announced. I think that's next Wednesday. So that might be when we're meeting. Oh, that might be interesting. We could do a, could do a discursive video on it. This will be where it happens at like one in the morning or something like that. Oh, it might be. <laughs> it might be. Yeah. We won't be doing a discursive video about that then. Uh, yeah, 1 a.m. Okay, GMT. Okay, cool. Well, you can stay up late, can't you? You didn't want to go to work next morning. <laughs> um, that's actually my son. My son has to go to his sixth form for the first time on that day. He's in for his and it's GCSE result week this week. So, so uh, on Thursday, it'll be, yeah, we need to get to his GCSEs. Exciting. <laughs> Um, I uh, I did notice in the video for Nova though that it only flashes up the AOS, the 40k, and the Horus Heresy logos. It doesn't flash up the Underworlds one. Uh, okay. Now nobody gives a shit. Like, yeah. Uh, Underworlds. No, not really. <laughs> and I have to say, I know we mentioned the the Goliath model earlier and that it looks god awful. I'm also I just need to continually express my disappointment with with GW's squats. I'm going to use air brackets for, for people listening on the podcast. The squats, the the Votan or whatever they're called, they're bloody awful. I just think every time they release another thing, it's just like another kick in the crotch. Every time I look at like you had so many things you could have done, and that's what you've come up with. God really awful. Anything they just remind me of the Vogons from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I mean, they don't look like them, but Votan. Every time, every time I hear the word Votan or whatever, I always think of Vogon. So I immediately start reciting bad poetry. Um, so that's just, that's just me. <laughs> that's just me, but um, there it is. Uh, so yeah, there's until not much GW news. Was it your stomach? Sorry? I was going to say, is it your stomach jumps up into your throat and strangles you to death? Or whatever it is. <laughs> yes, that's the one. <laughs> uh, there was some quite big D&D news while I was away. I don't know if, I know you don't really follow D&D in the same way. I was on holiday with Not Stew. Not Stu's quite big into his D and D, so he was telling me all about yeah. the uh, the new the D and D announcement. So they, I don't know whether you're interested, in Pete, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Um, so they even which is I just need to interject very briefly, which is ironic considering this is the man who, whenever we sat down to play a session of D and D, would always say, "What are we doing again? What system do we play? <laughs> what dice are we using? What 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 dice do I need?" Yeah. Well, he's completely changed now. <laughs> Sorry, he's, he's like full channeled everything about D and D. He consumes vast amounts of D and D content. And he, um, he oh, okay. I don't think he's ever GM'd a game, but he's still, you know, he's, he's big into his GM. <laughs> so they've announced that they're, it's basically time for a new edition, but they're not calling it a new edition, they're calling it one D&D, and it's basically now there is only one D&D, so it's not going to be like editions of D&D anymore, it's just this new one D&D, which is quite, quite nice. Um, and okay. every, everything, and it's kind of backwards compatible, so anything that's already been out for fifth would work with this new new edition and they're going to be out a lot of it's going to be play testable so they've started off with um, the character creation stuff um, and it's all going okay. to be play testing and you can submit you can submit details of it um, cool and that kind of th- what you think of it and what you like which is quite cool and they've, they've mixed things up a little bit I haven't, I haven't done a lot of research but they've mixed things up a little bit so they're moving towards this kind of background stuff so that you don't you're not defined your race doesn't define what you can and can't do, and there's no penalties for being. It's quite interesting. I try to think of ways to phrase it. It's basically 
you, there are no penalties for racial stereotypes. I call that kind of explains what's, how, why the system's outdated. Because <laughs> you know, racial stereotypes yeah. are, are a bad thing. Um, so, so basically now everything for, to do with your, your character is all to do with in, in your background. So if you've got a reason why your orc is a wizard, they don't take the minus whatever it was penalty on intelligence or, or that kind of thing. Okay. So, uh, so that, that's I'm sure loads of people are up in arms about that. Oh, well, I've heard, I, I'll possibly touch on to what we're going to talk about tonight later. But, um, that's true. Yeah, it, um, it has caused a bit of a stir. People are still... But no, in, in hobby land, nobody's ever... Not ever, There's always a contingent of people who aren't happy, aren't they? And they still aren't. But they yeah. hate 5th edition anyway. I would never play it because their own homebrew version of 1st edition is much better than 5th edition, so why would they play it? Well, that's fine. Yeah. Just Go fuck off and play that thing. Um, so, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> it's also even more stupid to get angry about things like that because in D and D, it's all. It, I mean, I know it's all made up anyway, but it's it's especially doubly all made up in that. Yeah. yeah. Because you're making up your character and their their backstory and all that kind of stuff. It's, it's all made. It's all definitely made up. So it, you can't it, tell someone they're making stuff up wrong. It's wokery again, isn't it? Basically, Wizards of the yeah. Coast have made their game more accessible and more you know more identifiable for many more different types of people other than bearded ones with big bellies no offense um and um they um uh, and so they don't like it because it's, it was their it was their safe space because you know, there aren't very many spaces for white men um and so you know they, they don't, they don't, they there's don't a like shrinking it other people have been invited area. to the party and it's the same old thing that they were going on about how Wizards of the Coast could go bankrupt even though D&D is more popular and played by more people and far more people far more acceptable than it ever has been in its entire history because it's 50 years old now um, but they'll go bankrupt now now exactly. they've done this like hmm I don't think they will <laughs> no exactly yeah exactly exactly yeah like, you know, their, their, their market their market share and and um, you know potential audience used to be like one percent the the people who were like us strange enough white men nerdy <laughs> yeah. you know that kind of thing and now suddenly their market potential is like a hundred percent it's like I, I don't think they're gonna lose money on this <laughs> no i don't think so i don't think so and they've got quite a cool they've announced quite a cool new um digital environment to play in so at the moment cool. i hadn't realized this i hadn't realized that they had nothing to do with roll 20 it's all separate so you could get the modules in it but it was all separate but now they're in their own environment which is actually powered by the Unreal Engine um, and it looks really cool I mean it's one of those things they're really positive about it but Games Workshop are really positive about their new things too and sometimes they suck ass so we'll have to see what happens but it does <laughs> it does look um, it does look pretty cool this, this new digital environment and they feel like we've talked about this before um, but GW don't really seem to have embraced Technology and what technology can do to enhance the games. Uh, whereas, no. whereas you know, I mean, considering how traditional D and D originally was, it's just you can do it with some dice, a piece of paper, and a pencil. You know, it really now they're really embracing all the different apps and you know, ways of digitally the, making your experience better, which is really cool. The website that we used to build our characters on when we played our last adventure several years ago now. That was amazing. That website it had everything on it. It did it all for you. you. Didn't have to do. You didn't have to remember anything. It just it just gave it all to you. So it didn't 
it didn't make it worse because it was all on a screen. No, it just gave you everything you needed. Now they all own, they own yeah. all of that. They own all of that. So everything will be better integrated. And, you know, it's, it's what a time to be alive and play D and D. Certainly, we don't do it anymore. But you know, I, I, I really would, if I had the time and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, I'd love to get back into it again um, because we left our group at just the wrong time. It was just as they went online because of COVID. We left. Never mind. They've, yeah. got, they've got other people now. There's like seven of them. Isn't there? There was too many. There was there was about seven of us, wasn't there? It yeah. just became a nightmare to try and organise any kind of events. And I do remember a little while ago, um, my son's one of my son's friends at school. He's mad into D and D, and I said to them, "You know what? I'll do your D and D adventure. I'll DM it, and I'll create you some characters." And one of them was an elf ranger, and the other one was a dwarf fighter. You know, very, very, very my first D and D adventure, my, typical because they got to pick, and I built them for them, and yeah. and. Um, and it was like they they went to a town and like okay you go into the town and you find a a trader and he wants to buy you know he's got these things for sale and they're like we'll kill him and take it like (laughs) you don't just go into a town and kill him and take it you said I could do anything (sighs) fine Right, let's do. All right, fine. Let's let's do that. Oh, I think they end up having to run out. Oh, sorry, he's level twenty. Sorry about that. So it's just yeah, it was good fun. It was good fun. It was good fun. Excellent, excellent. My son refused to play with me because whatever he tried to do didn't work, and then he's like, "I'm not playing with you anymore because it's stupid." Because I had this really good idea and you didn't let it happen. What's that? <laughs> like, yeah, but you wanted to do a backflip off the chandelier yeah, whilst throwing thing, fireballs. Yeah, it was un- it was unlucky. He was unlucky actually. He wanted to climb up onto the tent, but the tent collapsed. It was unlucky. It was a good idea. I mean, tents are quite hard yeah, to climb up. Yeah, it was a market, market stall thing. Um, oh, okay. He was a bit unlucky, but yeah, we've never role played again. But actually, he's he's much more of a board yeah. gamer than a, than a role player. Um, I think we're okay with that now. Um, yeah. Just a bit earlier about how we were talking about D and D changing the the racial benefits and stuff like that, yeah. and and gatekeeping and and. Um, more for put build a fucking bridge gatekeeping arse hats and I'm kind of okay with not building a bridge they can all stay on their tiny little island over there and the rest of us can have a much better time on the mainland without that bridge connecting yeah. us to them Plus at all if they build a bridge I'm okay they, with that well they just live under it yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh the original red D&D boxing yes I just I loved a bit of that I, there's, funny enough I think there's a it's the Marlowe moment and it actually ties in with the Marlowe moment Mar- oh do we have a Marlowe moment yeah, Marlo moment should this, I play this, on Marlowe yeah, moment yeah, on, here we go then Marlowe moment about the time. D&D red box um, here we go hold on hold on Marlowe moment there we go Marlowe moments there I, we go. I don't know when they're happening because I just have to sit quiet no I know <laughs> you have to sit until I go and go <laughs> yeah um the Marlowe question this week is, which game or games do you regret buying? Okay, and I was thinking about oh. this question. I was thinking about this question, and I, I was wondering whether to say this. I wasn't quite sure. When I first got into role-playing, my friend already had the D&D Red Box, so there was no point in playing that. And my dad, it's quite interesting, my dad brought me home a book which one of his, belonged to one of his colleagues, which was called Dicing with Dragons, and it was written by Ian Livingstone, and it had a, basically it was a catalogue of all the 
not all of them, but loads of role-playing games. It's quite funny, my dad was an actuary, and I never realised that, that meant it. they were, you know, all these colleagues were total geeks as well. I didn't realise that at 10 or whatever it was. Anyway, I read this book from cover to cover and I loved it, but I picked Traveller as as my uh, D&D ch- thing of choice because it was set in space and, uh, my God, it was a ridiculous system. But I picked it and I <laughs> bought it and played it and rolled up characters and characters could actually die during character creation, um, which is quite entertaining. <laughs> um, and... Um, oh, my whole role-playing life might have been different had I not bought Traveller. I wouldn't say that I um, didn't enjoy it, but maybe that would be the thing that I wouldn't have bought. But then my entire life may have been different had I, had I not bought it, so it's hard, hard to say. More recently, I have to say I'm quite disappointed. You've got it behind you. I'm quite disappointed that I bought um, Aeronautica. I can't decide with Aeronautica. It feels like it should be a great little game. And I think somebody mentioned in our chat way back up near the start that they should tie Aeronautica in with Titanicus, Adeptus Titanicus. And I think that would make it much more interesting. Yeah, I mean, I don't regret it because it's not a good game. I just regret it because we bought it and we haven't played it. <laughs> and so, and it's just, and, and the planes, I like, I like painting a couple of planes when I got bored. Um, yeah, and we have got too many boxes of it. So, We've got three boxes now, of it, I, I think. I think so. So yeah. So that's that's that. I, I regret. I regret in my desperation to find a new game that I wanted to play. I regret. I regret jumping onto the air in order to I I yeah. I'm not sure what out there I regret buying. Aeronautica is probably one of them for the same because it's exactly the same reason uh, that we we just don't play it. And but do I regret buying it or do I just regret not playing it? Um, I'm not 100% sure which one it is. Yeah, no, yeah, I don't Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. I, I regret it's it. It's hard. My, I own, th- my own, what's the wrong word? My own convincing myself I was going to play it. That's really what I regret. I'm trying to think of things that I do regret by. I think actually there's one that's out of shot on your camera, but it's up on the top left shelf behind you, which was um, Shadow War Armageddon. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah. You bought about five we boxes bought, of it. We bought, we bought three <laughs> boxes of that to get all the terrain and stuff. Well, oh, I'll have loads of terrain. It'll be built up and all that kind of stuff. And and it's mostly all still sitting in boxes, unpainted and grey. Yeah, more I do regret buying that. You didn't end up liking, liking Adepticus Fly Around because I thought you guys played it that one and really liked it. I really enjoyed the games we played with John. And I would love to, you know, if John wanted to come back and play it again, I would happily do that, but I regret then going, oh, wow, I must buy this, and buying sort of several boxes and, and getting overexcited. And then just, I just I haven't got the headspace, really, to, 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 to properly play it. And that, so that's why I regret it. I regret my own, my own stupidity at thinking I was going to get into this, this game. <laughs> um, I think that's, that's our life with a lot of things like Kill Team, yeah. uh, 40K. Yeah, we do do it a lot with GW games, and we should learn not to. <clears throat> Although I guess the only thing we have to counter that argument is we don't buy a lot of them. We get given them and go. That's true. Um, like if we'd have bought like Shadow, is it was it Thingy City? Shadow City it wasn't Shadow cursed. City, was it? Cursed. Cursed City. Yeah. I'd be really angry if I'd bought Cursed City if I'd have purchased that because. Yeah. Uh, and the same with um, Black Light. Is it black? Blackstone. Not black library. Blackstone um, Fortress. Blackstone Fortress. That was a bit yeah. better. That at least had some support and, and what have you. But 
Yeah, those big games, they're not, they just, those Warhammer Quest games, they don't seem to be, I would never buy one now. They just don't, yeah. they just don't, I mean, I don't think the rules are that good, but they just don't seem to have, they don't care about them enough, after the fact. Um, yeah, why well, um Morph has just mentioned, funny enough, um, River Horse, Highlander and Labyrinth, both unadulterated shite. It's really interesting you say that, I've never played either. <laughs> But I had an e- we, no, had, we had an email out of the blue, I think, or maybe I did, one of us. It was it the agency. I think you, you did. Um, from Riverhawks, <coughs> asking if we'd like to try out their new game. But that's how I replied. And then they came back and said, thanks, everybody replied. We'll be back in touch soon. So I don't know what's happening there. Um, <coughs> so it'll be interesting to see whether uh, whether it's unadulterated shite or not. <laughs> but I hadn't heard of them up until that point. Um I only knew about him because I was watching St. Kels the other day and then I found out that because it's got Alessio Cavatore and he was responsible for more time mm. which is like one of GW's mythical best games ever but I'm pretty sure if they re-released it again now they'd bugger it up just as much as they buggered a lot of other stuff up because yeah, of I, they, I don't think ever reasons never make more time again that's not that's not what they're about what I would really like them to do is to sell it off to somebody and let them Mm. redo it you know or even do the miniatures but then just set out you know um, farm out the um, game design to a, to a company who does that sort of thing they, they don't make those Mordheim hasn't aged well well that's interesting I mean I haven't played it um, <clears throat> so I don't know but that that, that, that that kind of campaign stuff is not what they're about anymore but I think there's always a difficult challenge no. between between um, uh, dungeon crawler type things or you know miniature based role playing games there's always a trade off yeah, I, I, I invariably feel like I end up feeling like I, I was going to play that I might have just played D&D but that's my own personal thing yeah yeah I think I'm still trying to think of other games that I regret buying I don't think there is many that I regret buying I think there's just some I think I regret us trying to get so into mm. without tr- without really thinking about it too much in advance like Kill Team I think was a big one I think that was one of the big ones where we really thought that we were going to get into that big time yeah. and and we just couldn't it wasn't no. that we didn't want to in the end it was actually we, we played it and then went ah, actually I don't really like this <laughs> really didn't enjoy that at all <laughs> no uh, and in an area Nautica it's less that we don't enjoy the games when we play them it's more it's like painting the models as I almost find painting the little planes after you've painted one or two of them a bit tedious. Yeah, no, that's the problem I had. And it just and the games themselves are, are nice and simple, but yeah. Yeah, Carl's been playing a lot of Kill Team and Warcry. I'm hoping that we might find some some love in Kill Team going forward, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, so yes, it is Nolly. Morph yeah. is asked your question. Nolly, Nolly, the new RH River Horse game. It looks okay, but not really his sort of game. I thought it looked intri- interesting, um, and it, it looked like a slightly more family game, which Pete and I kind of want to promote a little bit on the channel too. So I thought, I thought, well, yeah, well, I'll say, I'll say we're interested, uh, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, see if they send us something. If not, nothing lost really. Bruce Clones' hot take is that GW are great at world building but bloody awful at rules systems especially when compared with modern board games. I think their rules writing especially on their bigger games is terrible. Um, they, have a, they have a very definite style and yeah. I don't like it it's these very, days. It's very antiquated now as well I think. There's so much new and interesting stuff. Sorry? It's so very antiquated now. 
There's so much yeah. new and interesting stuff going out about rules. I mean, you only need to look at the rules, and that's a different type of game. You only need to look at the rules of Undaunted, which, you know, they could easily do something like that in their, in their, in their games. Yeah. They're, just, they're, they're not interested. They just want it's measure. They're not even that interested in alternate activation stuff, really. It just is. And it's D6, always and D6. I, I'd even argue that their world building isn't that great. A lot of it's very cliched stuff and it's very hammy in a lot of places. Yeah, <coughs> but they can do Yeah, but they could do amazing visuals. Mm, they've okay. got the art and they've got the models and stuff like that and I, I, I yeah, I do think their their rules for especially for the bigger games leave a lot to be desired. But then the smaller stuff, like the stuff we've talked about, the the little you know, fire and forget things they've done, they're much better. They are. And I think it's because they don't try to be very clever with it. I think they try and keep it simple and that yeah. works. And they have, well, they have to be less all-encompassing. I don't know whether that's part of it. Like, for, for, for the big games, and even even their smaller games, they, they have to be for everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, it, like, Kill Team and Warcry, we've talked about this before, but, yeah, it came out and it was for everything. It was for all of the stuff. And it was like, oh. And then it... it, 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 it becomes too unwieldy um, and I get why they do it because they've got loads of people out there that are like I'd buy Warcry but I only like collecting Skaven yeah, <coughs> and Warcry yeah. was like yeah. it was all chaos you know those eight different chaos clans so I only have Skaven I'm not that interested so I can see why they do it to get people who have Skaven to buy it because then they go oh, I can use my Skaven and I'm always moaning about GW making things that allow you to reuse your models but it's getting that level right I think yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. So law then, Pete, because yeah, we were talking law. about law. They're good at law. They're good at law. You particularly wanted to talk about money because I was on holiday and not thinking about anything tonight. Um, you wanted to talk about law and specifically whether it's what is it good for? What is it good for? Yeah, or <laughs> law. I was going to various things. Law versus law. L A W. You know, should the law L O R E be law? L A W. Um, I can't remember how you actually refer to it in the, uh, in, the in the little graphic. Fact or fiction? Fact or fiction. That was it. Fact, Fact or, or fiction. fiction. Which I really like. It's a really good question. So um, take it away. <coughs> I'm just going. I'm off. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I I think this came. The idea of talking about this one came to me the other day because I was reading about how the new I think it's called Wednesday or something on Netflix. They're doing a new Adams Family. Yes. Um, and, and they've they've cast uh, Guzman. I think that's how you pronounce his surname, Guzman, as a as as um, the patriarchal figure Gaines. in the Adams family. Gaines. And loads of people have gone, ah, oh, but he's 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 quite ugly. You know, he's not a very good-looking guy, and he's not very, you know, smooth. And you kind of associate Gomez with being this smooth Lothario kind of figure. And loads of people then came along and said, well, actually actually with a c and a k you know that's not what he was originally he was this sort of more slightly rotund hunchbacky slightly weird looking bloke and you know it's it's a more modern thing that he's now looks this other way and people don't like him being ugly because they only want to romanticize good looking people they don't want to romanticize ugly people so there was like two aspects to this, but I, I remember th- sitting and thinking, how many people who know about the Adams family now would know where they started, and how much of that's important? Obviously, I don't think it's important if it's 
the actor they've picked or someone else, whether they're good looking or not. I think it's all down to how they act the role. But things like law, especially in Games Workshop history, is something that is always hotly debated over and argued about and stuff like that. And people will tout not doing something because that's not what's in the law. And you sit and think, you know it's made up, right? None of it's real. <laughs> None of it's real. Yeah, and that, I mean, that, that's maybe wonder, you know, how much, how important is it for those kind of things to remain untouched and, you know, canon and, and you know, does it matter? No, and it's going to come to its head again, isn't it? Um, and it always does in Star Wars and, and Marvel, but we've got the new Lord of the Rings series about to come out uh, on Prime. Comes out, doesn't it, at the beginning of September? And there's people. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna watch it. It's just gonna be shit. It's gonna ruin the stories. Well, you know, it might. <laughs> but they are, they are just stories at the end of the day. And you know, it, it is difficult with a, with a, with a, with a much loved IP. Should they carry on writing stories about it? But at the end of the day, if it's gonna make money, they're gonna write. They're gonna. They're gonna do it. So there's not much point in moaning yeah. about it. If you don't like it, don't watch it. <laughs> and it's um you know law law is uh, another thing that i thought about with the law is that you know if, uh, often one of the big arguments is female space marines and you know people point at the law and say you can't because it says that they couldn't have women because they're genetically inferior to men and therefore that's why they couldn't have female space marines and blah blah, blah and just that's why you can't do it it's like, like yeah but if you yeah, we can't but also, have women, and if you go back, <laughs> but yeah, but then if you go back far enough, you can see that space marines originally, you know, the artwork showed them in bars at the end of their shifts at work and stuff like that. So the original, original space marine law, they were nothing like what they're they're like now in the Astartes film, you know, the animated Astartes series and all that kind of stuff. They were never like that when they first came around. A bit like the orcs originally in 40k you know and nothing like they were now so it's like again it's evolved so it can keep evolving but it seems like in very recent history people have decided to plant a flag in the ground and say no this is what the law is now and it can't evolve anymore but it's like it's it's been evolving for the last well, 20 yeah, 30 40 50 years all the time yeah themselves. Um, but there are just certain i mean the female space marines is a always the one that comes up like you say um, I was a little bit disappointed actually that they, they kind of doubled down on that on the new Hellas Heresy stuff they, yeah. they very much shut that door um, which I think was a bit of a shame I can, I can maybe see why they don't really want to get dragged into a flame war over it um, I think but I don't know <laughs> And it's, it's, I find it, you can nearly always bet that the people who are going to be most vocal against the change to the law are the people who don't like it becoming more inclusive. Oh, yeah. Nearly always the case. Definitely. I mean, there's, there's even, you know, even examples in like um, people banging on about like Deadpool and X-Men and stuff like that. And then going on about, oh, why can't they keep politics out of X-Men? Like you you remember why they came up with X-Men right and <laughs> what that was literally all about you stupid ape you know can yeah. you not see or, any of this or indeed and Captain it, America I find it <laughs> sorry or indeed Captain America 
and you know yeah <laughs> and it's it's bizarre that and I don't think it's a good thing. I mean, I'm probably stating the obvious, like, you shouldn't kick puppies. I don't think it's a good thing that people hold on to law in whatever form it is, whether it's Star Wars, Star Trek, 40K, Marvel, any of that kind of stuff, you know. It all changes all the time. And I think it should change all the time. It should become more inclusive, and it shouldn't ever remain the same, because... It'd be really boring. It's just be... pointless. Well, I mean, yeah. Be... yeah. Yes, I, I mean, I agree. I... I... I agree with you. Just, but I think, I think the, the thing I suppose you have to at the end of the day, I mean, it's all, all of our discussions come down to this. The, the law and the changing of the law, et cetera, et cetera, is always purely to drive sales. It isn't yeah, yeah. really. I mean, there's a, there's a billion versions of every X-Men story or every Marvel story because they need to make, sell new comics or now make new films. Um, yep. That's so why they came with all the alternate universe, the multiverse exactly. and stuff like that. It's like, oh crap, if we kill Spider-Man in this one, we're done. <laughs> oh no, wait, there's another Spider-Man. Yeah. There we go. And, um, there's a whole Spider-Verse. GW, you know, they change the law when it suits them because they want to sell new models. So they want to do, when the, you know, the biggest change, I suppose, yeah. in recent memory is when they changed to Primaris Marines. When they just decided that they needed to, they wanted to change their range up and, and reinvent it. And that's kind of or, all fine, really possibly even bigger than that and in still fairly recent history was when they killed off the old world well yeah that, yeah yeah you know completely just completely yeah. destroyed the whole old world and that, i'll admit that, at the time when they did it i was quite pissed off with that yeah i mean i was too i suppose that's slightly different in the sense that they just drew a line i mean they much changed the law they just drew a line under it crushed it well they added right. they added to it didn't they it they they right. did specifically write new new content yeah. to you know the ending of the old world and then yeah. and then like you say they drew a line under it but they did add to it and they didn't change it so much as they just ended it but it's kind of a similar thing because up until they did that the old world was always there bubbling along doing its thing yeah absolutely Carl says Marvel and DC are so boring they need new characters instead of following the same old one yeah, there's definitely some truth in that, re rehashing the same story. I mean, that's this fascinating thing about how we, as a human, as a race, humans seem to like stories we know and understand. And that might, but that might tie into why we don't like the law changing, Be because uh, we will go and see, it would seem, remakes of films that weren't even that necessarily good the first time. I mean, I'm not saying it's not a good film, but the Jumanji remake. Is a very successful film, but it, you know, it had some elements of originality. But there was no reason for it to be a Jumanji film, other than the fact that there was no. already the tie-in. So people, you already had an audience who would go and see it. Yeah, but I feel that in some ways, when they did that, it it possibly alienated a group of people who. I mean, I was determined I was never going to watch it. As far as I was concerned, there was only one Jumanji film. It had Robin Williams in it, and I was going to die on that hill. So at the same time, whilst they try and, like you say, rehash these things but reuse previous elements to go, oh, it's Jumanji again. You loved Jumanji the first time. Go watch it again. And a lot of people go, yeah, I like Jumanji. I'm going to go watch that again. There was equally a large group of people that went, no, never, ever, ever, ever again. <laughs> never watching Jumanji again. <laughs> there's only one Jumanji right. there's only one Aladdin film you know that kind of thing and I'm guilty of doing that especially if it's got Robin Williams yeah. it's like no there's no other Aladdin there's only one genie it's Robin <laughs> Williams 
that's reasonable. I, I think in that one that is reasonable actually, but well, yeah, I, I, I know that like I to punch your lights out to be honest. <laughs> I know that I do it, especially with like cartoons from when I was a kid, like when they redid um, Thundercats. I remember watching something about that, and I remember thinking, "Oh God, why have you re- you ruined it? Absolutely ruined this nonsense! What have you done?" And I did go back and find an old episode of YouTube and watch it, and thought, "God, this was terrible the first time." Yeah, you should never so, go back and watch. You should never go back and watch uh, old children's things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just don't do it. Don't ever, ever, ever do it. But it, it's funny. I think there's an element there of security and safety that people don't like having taken away from them, and that's why they cling on to these things as they were, and they see that as a threat to their. Their memory, their, yeah. their, their, you know, their past, that kind of thing. Yeah, Bruce says, Star Wars the absolute pinnacle of this problem. Fans just want the original trilogy over and over. I totally agree. Although, ironically, mm. I suspect if they did make like a basically a carbon copy, they would just say, but it's just the same as the other films. You, 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 you haven't done anything. <laughs> so I suspect, yeah. they, I suspect they wouldn't be happy with that. Uh, but Star Wars is fascinating. I guess it is basically just big man babies uh, moaning about stuff that they don't like the people who don't look like them in their films um, which is um, I think that's with all of it really to be honest sorry and I'll, I'll even hold my hand I think it's just people being man babies about all of them I think and I'll, I'll even acknowledge that with like the stuff where they redid the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and my son got into them when he was younger and I remember going this is rubbish this is this isn't the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles I grew up with and therefore it's rubbish but actually if I were to look at it objectively and compare the two it was better it was better because yeah. it was you know they've they got better technology and, and Sco- it all just sorry have you ever seen Scooby-Doo Mystery Inc? I have yeah with the um, story arcs and things that is just brilliant yeah Get compared with Scooby-Doo because <laughs> I remember Scooby-Doo I loved Scooby-Doo I remember watching an old one when, when we had kids, oh, let's watch this. Went, oh my god, <laughs> this, is, <laughs> yeah. this is really bad. <laughs> but the mystery. It's like not only is the. Fabulous. It's like not only is the animation terrible, but also the storyline's just quite bad as well, and all the rest of it. And then you watch yeah. the newer stuff, and there's a little bit that you want to say, no, the original's the best one, but there's another voice, and they're going, it's not though, is it? <laughs> it's really not. And. A lot of the time that's true, and maybe that's not the same with things like the new Star Wars films. But personally, I'm not a massive Star Wars buff. I didn't mind the the final three films in the trilogy. I thought they were okay. They were just your standard space fighting, blow-up star films kind of things. They didn't really bother me that much. But I know a lot of people were frothing at the mouth and anger at these things. Only idiots, though, really. I mean, the third film is an abomination, but um, I wasn't frothing about it. It, just, it was just awful. Let's be honest. The, I, mean, I think the, 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 the storyline was terrible, because even I was sitting there going, hang about, he died. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he died. That was kind of the whole, the whole idea yeah, is he died. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, no, he came, came back because of magic cloning. You're like, really? Is that what you've got? <laughs> yeah, it's really bad. <laughs> yeah. That that was bad, but the rest of it yeah. and the effects and the general acting, yeah, the rest, yeah, yeah. it was fine. It was all right. Yeah, I that didn't bit, think it was that bad. Bit where they aren't they riding horses along the spaceship? That bit was pretty. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, <laughs> it's like this is all right as far as these kind of films go, and and most films these days that come out, 
they're okay. See you, Carl. Carl's off. Um, thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining, thanks for joining us. I um, yeah. I don't know what I was going to say. I've completely my mind's gone blank. Carl leaving has completely taken out my brain. He's taken his taken well, my I start brain. talking. <laughs> I keep talking. I'm sure it will come back to you in a moment. Yeah, probably will. It probably will. But yeah, I, I just remember thinking with all these things with the law and stuff like that there's a collective pop culture community point where they sort of say this is the these are the facts now and that's that's where we're at and they can't change but then someone else comes along and goes well wouldn't it be nice if we had female space marines or no. a oh, black sorry. captain america or whatever it is you know whatever that thing is wouldn't it be nice if we redid jumanji but we had the rock in it or whatever and everyone like screams like you say they they scream no <laughs> but actually it's like but why not what what difference does it make to anybody really and i think the main thing is it just takes away people's whatever it's childhoods their younger mem you know their their golden memories of a different system it's like we're not getting rid of that we're just adding something else on for new people yeah it's it's funny isn't it because i saw this is tangential but related I saw um, something about Thor Ragnarok recently which I think is probably my favourite of all Marvel films and I could not see well, I could see why you might not think it's a brilliant film but I could not see why you could hate it but I discovered there's this whole subset of people who hate it because it's you know it's not Marvel because it's j- jokes in um, it doesn't really make sense to me, but it just, it just, it, and I find so there are just some people who just, just want to hate stuff. <laughs> so, yeah. um, and particularly bizarrely, want to hate stuff that's about the thing that they really like. And I guess yeah. we're guilty of that a little bit. I don't say we want to hate stuff, but we do sometimes get a bit down on GW, and we do in theory like GW. So I guess we're not completely free of that. I mean, it's not, that's not law-related. But there is definitely, like we've joked about it before, that there's def- part of the hobby, or for a lot of people, the hobby of Gaze Workshop is... Um, uh, Buying boxes and hating GW. Yeah, yeah, it's, 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 yeah it's having unopened, unopened boxes on the shelf and worrying yeah. about GW is all part of the, uh, all part of the, part of the hobby. Um, Morph says, Ragnarok is awesome. There was a new film. One, not so much. Well, that's a shame. I haven't seen it yet. I've been waiting to, waiting to watch it on the old... Disney Plus because I didn't feel like I needed to go to the cinema more than once this year um, but uh, yeah so it's a shame that's not so good that's annoying there was a film I remember reading a Reddit the other day where there was, there was a film oh it's Hook oh, Hook right. came out 93 I think it was something like that I yeah. was 13 when I got a VHS copy of it and I watched it to death and I loved Hook I thought the scenes with Bob Hoskins and um Cover his name. Go plays Hook. Um, sorry, Dustin Hoffman. Yes, Dustin Hoffman. I thought those scenes were fantastic, and I read up on it afterwards about how you know they were trying to play like these two aging queens kind of thing, and that was what they were channeling. And Spielberg didn't want them to do that when he was recording it, but afterwards it all just kind of worked. But there's like this whole subgroup of people who absolutely hated the films, absolutely hated the film. And I remember thinking, what's there to hate about it? It's just a good, old-fashioned, feel-good film. You know, it's about... And they hate it for various reasons, whether it wasn't true to the Peter Pan law originally, all that kind of stuff. It's like, 
who cares mate it's just a laugh it's just good yeah. fun yeah absolutely I am just going to say you just reminded me of something Disney's Winnie the Pooh is a fucking abomination <laughs> but I'll agree I'll, with that and I'll because die on that diff- hill that's got nothing to do with the law I'll agree changed. with that for a different reason though because they did it purely because it was to make money they didn't yeah. do it because they, they felt it improved anything no, that's true. it was purely because we can make more money yeah. we can make it look more Disneyfied and we can sell this to people but a lot of these other things they're just done because they're done by fans or people who enjoy it and want to add to it yeah, but that I was mean, Disney being yeah, evil yeah I don't so. know I, I, yeah are they interesting that's, a, that's, a, that's an interesting question I mean, you're right about winning the title I think a lot of them are yeah, sorry I think a lot of them are at least anyway Morph says that he, ha- he barely remembers Hook but he remembers it being funny he hasn't seen it since it was released on VHS watch it with your kids again I, I watched it with my kids and I yeah, I was a tear in my it. ear at some points yeah. when I watched it I'm, 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 that's an interesting observation but I'm not sure I agree with it I think I think a lot of the stuff that they write I mean obviously they have to get people who like the source material obviously otherwise it wouldn't work but I think it is just it's not it's just a, it is for money yeah but I think I think a lot of the time there's money involved but I think a lot of the time the people involved have a, a genuine love of the thing like yeah. the, when they, the people who made the Ragnarok films yeah. they had a genuine okay. love for Marvel and stuff who, like that the guy who wrote the guy, Rian Johnson who is the most pilloried director of the Star Wars films you know I don't think he, he, he definitely liked Star Wars he just wanted to take it in a different direction yeah and I, and I don't begrudge that, but I no, think no, the yeah. Disney one with Winnie the Pooh was literally just a case of we're just going to make a bunch of money out of this one. <laughs> I don't think there was any, there was much more involved there. Maybe. I remember okay. going to Vegas several years ago right. uh, and I was sitting at a blackjack table with several of our friends and we said to the dealer, you know, oh yeah, we're from England. And she was like, oh, do you guys have Winnie the Pooh over there? Like, lit, we fucking invented it, love, piss off. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, of course, shit, when it, it was first made, I mean, obviously, again, they did make it for money, but it was decades ago now. Um, so I don't know, the money the money juggernaut wasn't quite the same. I don't really want to talk about reading the poo this evening. I don't quite know how that's happened. Um, but um, but it is a change in the law. It is a change yeah. in things that were. And, yeah. and now, uh, for uh, many people, the only Winnie, poo they, yeah, Winnie yeah. the Pooh they know is the Disney Winnie the Pooh. And if you show them some of the original artwork and stuff, they'll be like... What the hell is this? Yeah. What is this god awful nonsense? That's an like, interesting thing. This is sorry. No, that's it. That's that's. Okay, well, that's a whole kind of new culture thing, isn't it? And the fact that actually, and I suppose it goes almost ties back into what you were saying at the beginning, because people people's perception of Gomez Adams is that he doesn't look like Raoul Julia. Um, yeah. But it's based on written drawing, you know, books, and I guess that's kind of go almost the same almost because Winnie the Pooh now most people, a lot of people don't realise that he was he was a book um, before yeah, and the book yeah. is much more subtle and I suspect the cartoon I haven't I don't know anything about um, the Adams family but I suspect the humour is well, if not more subtle than, than the, written, the written written word does different things I haven't ever read I don't think might not quite be true but I don't think I've ever read a single Marvel comic book I've definitely read some I, I've read but DC I, ones, but I don't think I've ever read a single Marvel one. I might have read the old pamphlet, but not, never a whole series. 
Um, I remember reading a spat on on Twitter about She-Hulk and stuff like that because She-Hulk is one of the first Marvel characters to break the fourth wall, okay. and everyone always attributes that to Deadpool and always goes on about how it was all Deadpool and that he's the funny character. It's like actually a lot of She-Hulk's original stuff was was much earlier than that, and I, I, she I did, did it not first because I've watched the I have watched the first episode of the new series and she does break the fourth. I've wall. not watched that yet. I hadn't. Realized, I do want to watch that. I hadn't realised that she actually did it first in the comics. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a comic of her holding a comic of her or something like that. And that was like one of the first things. So, but yeah, I, I want to watch that. Actually, I saw the adverts for that, and that was something I genuinely was really interested in watching. Okay. Well, I, um, well, I spoil it. I have watched the first episode. Um, but she dies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have to say, Morph. Morph says in Rogue One, Amanda have been more. He thinks I have definitely enjoyed that uh, aspect, and I, th- I think sometimes the long, the. Um, Slightly longer form but shorter episode things for both Marvel and uh, Star Wars give them better opportunities to tell more interesting stories than trying to get it all wrapped up in a couple of hours. It normally, has massive, I guess massive explosions. Another benefit there. Pieces. I guess another benefit with those kind of things is they can do stuff without it affecting the entire universe of Star Wars. The, the whole timeline yes. of Star Wars. It doesn't yeah. affect the overall arcing. The 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 you know the the Oh god, what's his name? Um, Skywalker sort of right. lineage storyline, yeah, all that they, kind of they thing. They run the risk because when they do things like Obi Wan, they run the risk of, uh, of messing it up. And, and they, he's in Mando as well. Um, it's sort of, yeah. sort of interesting, um, but where they're going to go with it, and that, that's something that they that they have almost is almost the problem with the Marvel universe. If there is a problem, is that you end up watching it purely to see how they've evolved the law and you almost yeah. the stories to the actual world. I certainly find this with the movies. They're almost incidental. And, all, and, all, and what you find yourself going for is to find out where it fits in with everything else and, and where the, the yeah. whole, the overreaching story arc is going to go. I've certainly yeah. found there's a few films that I've found around. I actually didn't, the only reason I've gone to see this, the only reason I'm watching this is to see what happens in the end credit scene. <laughs> Now it ties into everything else. Well, and some of them, like um, uh, Multiverse of Madness, isn't actually going to completely make sense unless you've watched previous films. Like, unless you've watched the whole WandaVision thing, yeah. that whole bit's going to be a yeah, bit yeah. confusing as to, like, well, what what are they doing to her kids? Yeah. I don't understand what's going no, on here. Just, yeah. So so That's there's true. that you aspect to it as well. Into everything. You, can't, you can't, almost can't miss any of it now, which is frustrating and incredibly clever all at the same time or even the end you know the the post credit scenes you've got to watch them because mm. they're going to set up the next big thing as well yeah. and so yeah. yeah so I'm just trying to get a moth out of my it's very cleverly constructed um, I have to take my hat off to Kevin Fage is it oh yeah very cleverly constructed and amazing and it, and it really shows where DC haven't done that and their films are basically garbage that <laughs> they haven't got a, they haven't got an overreaching uh, idea yeah they haven't got that arc that where, connects where them all where they're going uh, they don't know what they're doing uh, and it has its upsides and downsides because like you know if you watch the I can't remember what the, the two part of film was it was Infinity Wars and Endgame yeah. you know you start Infinity Wars and there's like why is Thor there why is Loki there and why is Hulk there I don't get that because if you haven't watched Ragnarok beforehand you don't know F- how they all got to that position first sorry so is it F I G as in F I G 
So that's how, it's, that's how it, but the F-I-G, not effigy. <laughs> so, sorry, I'm, I'm not being obtuse, Morph, I'm just, um, that's the Kevin. I did, F -F -F I did like, um, I did like one thing that, uh, um, oh God, what was there, Stan Lee, Stan Lee did a thing online where he, uh, he said he hates when people ask him who would win a fight between X and Y oh, right, okay. and he said the reason why I hate that question is because it, it's whoever the the writer wants to win <laughs> it's like it, it's whoever wins in his story that's who's going to win it it doesn't matter if it's the Hulk versus Peter Parker if the writer wants Peter Parker to win if it's a Spider-Man comic Spider-Man's going to beat the Hulk that's just how it's going to work because that's how this all works it's like if the inventor, you know, the creator of all this is going to do that, is going to say that, I what right does anybody else have to say you can't do X or you can't do Y? I remember reading a story about, say, in Star Trek, somebody asked a question about why do all the... Because they're in space, how come all the spaceships yeah. always always appear at the same way up and not, you know, not at yeah. different angles to each other? And yeah. the, the guy, the creator, it might have been Gene Roddenberry, I can't remember, but the creator basically said, um, oh, they've all got some sort of quantum whatever compensator on them which means that they all they all like you know they line up when they when they when they meet and the bloke thinking he was very clever said oh well and how does that work then and he said very nicely thank you <laughs> brilliant I, th I think i remember a similar thing where someone sort of said to him how come all of the aliens they meet are like humanoids and they basically said have you tried making a costume with like three heads <laughs> yeah <laughs> like we know you know we're not stupid we're watching this too we know that it's a bit sus that all the aliens have two <laughs> eyes and a nose and a mouth and maybe a slightly wobbly forehead we understand but if you can come up with a better way of making these aliens up you know with a five quid budget do tell us and i think that's that was the other aspect actually to law and stuff like that is that people see that kind of stuff and they take it as as you know that is rote that is how it is it can't yeah. be different but at the same time, the creators of it, you know, if 10 minutes later they decide actually ending the old world's a stupid idea, let's let's bring the old world back and AOS doesn't exist anymore, you know, they don't care. They'll do whatever yeah. they feel is right or works. They'll change stuff. Yeah, but I mean, I the think, fans are like... I, th I thought you were going to say something else then. I think that the um, um, change from... I know obviously they needed to change, but the change from AOS... From, a, from the old world to, to, to the mortal realms, I think it's actually driven by a change in the technology. So what you were talking about with the aliens there, you know, they were very much limited, they didn't have CGI, they were very much limited by what they could physically build costume-wise. The change from AOS, or into AOS, was probably driven by the fact that they had much better plastic technology and could suddenly make much bigger, more intricate monsters. So the rank and file game is kind of made not made redundant but the, the having the brilliant plastic technology is rendered pointless almost by having a big rank and file game because you don't you know there's no yeah. point you have to do amazing molds when all that your game only relies on having 20 models that look basically the same yeah um, so yeah that's, they, that's they, definitely they, aspect I think they, they kind of clearly could see that they could make superior and more exciting and innovative monsters model, mm. models monster models um, with the new system maybe 
I think that was probably an aspect to it, yeah. I mean, they knew that the old way was dying. People didn't want to have to spend £100 just to get a couple of units to be able to play a very basic game. They knew they could do it better. Mm. And I think, you know, they decided, yeah, this is going to be the best way forward. So they went with it. But people then take that as gospel truth and they can't change. But if the company then turned around and said, like GW have done, you know, they're starting to talk about doing this old world mm. expansion thing. Uh, via Forge World or whatever mm. it's like you know they're not they're not above just saying actually now we'll just bring this back we'll just change yeah. that we'll just modify this but what? other people they're like no you can't do it until what? the big company says yeah you can <laughs> yeah we're doing it anyway what's fascinating as well with with the mortal realms is that they're giving themselves eons to play with and massive areas so almost anything can happen so there could be a little enclave where they still think the empire is exists you know what I mean? There, there, yeah. could, there could be anything, and, and and it's the same in the 40k universe. The 40k universe is massive, and so they can literally do what they want if they want, anything. If they want to, and they could just say, "Well, this is happening here," and that's kind of what they did in for the Wrath and Glory game with Chibical Seven. They basically there's a pocket, effectively a pocket universe where it's all cut off, and so they can do what they like in there, and there isn't really yeah. any reason why female space marines couldn't pop up in such a place <gasps> is there really there's a there's a really great um hammer bolt hammer and bolter episode on warhammer plus actually about a necron that captures um a moment in time and he keeps engineering this scenario that keeps playing out and he keeps going in to watch it and he sort of tells the chaos warrior in there about how the fact that he's trapped in this moment and he keeps you know, making very subtle but very similar decisions and it changes the overall thing and then at the end of the process it gets reset and basically he's trapped in this moment forever reliving this this moment and how the Necron's enjoying watching it because he collects these moments and watches them over and over like reruns on TV and stuff and uh, it's a bit like that, you know, you can just have, easily have this pocket universe which, you know, the Emperor, the Emperor didn't die in, you know, Horus didn't turn evil and anything could happen basically. Monster. But if you suggest it, yeah, you're that's yeah. If, if GW really wanted to mind play with everyone, they could uh, just make the Emperor a woman. Oh, <laughs> fantastic! Because they always go on about how the Emperor, what you see, is not what he is, because he has this ability yeah. to project his, you know, a different version of himself. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Actually, you know, they literally were all her, her children. Brilliant. <laughs> and actually, when they take the guys off, they realise it's one of, you know, it's Mrs. Brown's boys. <laughs> I was going to say, it was, it was, it was uh, old man watching who the janitor of the fairground. <laughs> the one thing I always remember uh, reading when they say about the scooby-doo films is they always taught us that underneath all the masks and makeup of monsters the real villains were just people yeah absolutely no such things as ghosts so no, pete exactly. did you get an answer to your question is law fact or fiction well i think i think we know really deep down that it's all just fiction it's all but just fiction there are still people out there that treat it like fact those very strange people that they do so I just read a book called The Anomaly where an aeroplane basically goes into a storm and it comes out of the storm and it's all been a bit hairy and everybody goes about their business 
and then about three months later, another airplane exactly the same comes out <laughs> with all the oh. same people, all the same people on it, and suddenly there's two of everybody. So yeah, imagine that. Imagine like landing and discover that actually there's another version of you that's three months older. <laughs> like, where would you go? That's brilliant. Where would you go and live? And you know, your bank account details would be the same as the other person. Anyway, the, the, one of the theories of it, they're trying to work out why it's going on, is that the whole thing is a simulation. And actually, oh, right, yeah. actually the Earth is a complete simulation of by another higher power, um, or by a more sophisticated intelligence. It's basically running a computer simulation of us. And that's why this, and it's basically just a glitch, like a bug. It was quite, it's quite an interesting book, called The Anomaly. But by a Frenchman. Bit, oh, I must check that one out. Like, uh, it's yeah. a bit like The Matrix in a way. Well, they talk about The Matrix in it and they explain why it's different. Right. I can't remember now because, it, because obviously it's set in the real world. So they do say, because when they talk about this simulation, there's quite a lot of mathematicians in it They talk about the simulation. They go, oh, is it like The Matrix? And he goes, oh, no, it's not like The Matrix because they talk about... Um, because we'll get Smith. sued. <laughs> they, they, they talk about Smith, <laughs> um, Agent Smith and, and what he was trying to do and how, how it would be different. So it's, it's an interesting right, book. That's quite cool. Yeah. Cool. There's an episode just to drag it back down to the lower what lower. What are you looking for? Brain it's, very, it's, like, it's, like, it's like talking to the I kids. I noticed there's a spider. I, I noticed there's a spider crawling around on my ceiling, so I'm just trying to see where he's gone. Oh, okay. There so were a lot of spiders in here. When, when I was away on holiday, the spiders moved in, which is odd, because I sealed it all up. But um, they got in the bastards. They still get in. They still yeah, get in. Quite, when I say a lot, there's like four. But yeah, there's, there's more than none. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a Rick and Morty episode. to 11 o'clock. We've got four people oh, watching. But people did, clearly didn't like Bless my uh, theory of um, um, telling them about the book that I was reading. So anyway, oh, five, five, we've got five people. Anyway, thank you for tuning in, everybody. Um, I hope you found it interesting. It was a bit more ran- rambly than we've been used to of late, maybe. maybe but we've, we've been maybe sick not. and on holiday and stuff, so, yeah, so we need a bit more prep time. Yeah. <coughs> if you have any ideas for um, sub- subjects of conversation, then do let us know. If you're listening to the podcast, do contact us via Twitter or Facebook. Um, and uh, but if you're listening on YouTube, then yeah, do pop in the comments any ideas for future chats or anything else you want to see on on our podcast slash um, t- Tuesday Night Lives. Um, as ever, it's been really good fun. VJ just mentioned it was very nice hanging out. Yes, good to hang out with you, VJ. Or Morph, I could quite be VJ, even though all these years I'm knowing it's Morph. Um, and um, yeah, it's nice to chat. And we'll be back in a couple of weeks' time, um, and maybe we're, I don't know what we're talking about. We might have some Underworlds to talk about by mm-hmm. then, or I don't know. We might, we might have probably found a new game, knowing us. Probably. That'll be the new thing that we're going to be millionaires of. Millionaires! YouTube millionaires! This time and this. next Tuesday, hopefully, all being well, next Tuesday, we shall be streaming a game live. On, the, on YouTube's, so do do like and subscribe and ring the bell to find oh, out yes. when that comes up and what's I going on. I have actually got a board game that we need to play because I was sent it by the publisher. It's a family. Oh, there we go. It's a family board game and it involves buses. I'm quite looking forward to it. Buses. <laughs> Okie dokie. Yeah. I can get behind that. Fantasy buses. Sadly not. Okay. Right. Cheers, everyone. There you go. See you See soon. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. We do hope you enjoyed the show. We'd like to put a special thank you out there to all our Patreon supporters for making this possible. If you do want to help support us further, please check us out on Patreon. All money plays go straight back into making more of this content. 
Also, don't forget you can find us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You'll find links in the show notes. We'll see you soon.